Well, thanks for coming, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for being here with us today. I think it would be appropriate for us to start uh, with an acknowledgement and a memory of our friend Manmeet Buller, uh, who we lost yesterday, tragically, who was such a fighter for our community, for justice, for making sure everyone had a fair shake. And I know that if you were still with us today, he would have a lot to say uh, about this issue today and make sure that we were able to do the very best job we can do. And we will do the very best job we can do. As you know, we've heard an announcement from the federal government today around the resettlement of Syrian refugees here in Canada. And I just want to say that this is a great example of Calgary at its very best. For those of you who saw the pictures or were there at the airport yesterday, you'll get a good example of who we are as people. Strangers showing up at the airport with gloves and teddy bears, making sure that the first interaction of those families with this country was a beautiful one. Now the weather could have cooperated a little bit better, but I'm sure they were very, very warm with those warm hearts. And I have to tell you, every day, every day, we reach, or people reach us, just asking how they can help. The number one question I've been hearing since it became clear that Canada was going to settle more Syrian refugees is the exact same question, over and over and over again, every day, how can I help? And we have seen extraordinary things, you know. Yesterday I had a university student send me a note saying I'm coming home for Christmas and I've negotiated with my family and as long as I can get Christmas dinner at home I'm going to spend the rest of the two weeks helping Syrian refugees. The Calgary Vietnamese Youth Group is hosting a fundraiser on December the 3rd because they remember what it meant to them that this community looked after them when their families came as refugees and they want to be able to pay it forward. Accepting, welcoming, and including refugees and newcomers into our great city is part of our DNA. It's in our bloodstream. We have such a rich history of welcoming people. You know, later this spring, I hope to attend an event that I love to attend every year. It'll be the 60th anniversary of the Hungaria Ball. Stop and think about that for a second. If it's the 60th anniversary, it means the first Hungaria Ball was in 1956. So as a community, we were welcoming refugees from Hungary to this country, and in the middle of welcoming them during that crisis, we said, well, we better throw a party. And that was the first Hungaria ball. We've been doing this for a long time. Hungarians, Ukrainians, Kosovars most recently, Asians from Uganda, Vietnamese, Sudanese, Somali, South Sudanese, Iraqis. This is what we do. It's part of who we are as a people, it's part of our tradition, and I'm deeply proud to continue this tradition and to be part of this community as we define who we are going forward. I'm joined today by two great community heroes, my colleague Katie Black, the Director of Calgary Neighbourhoods, and Faribors Brijandian, uh, who is of course uh, the wonderful, wonderful head of Calgary Catholic Immigration Services. So I'm going to first call upon Katie to tell you a little bit about what we're doing as a community to be ready. Thank you, Your Worship, and hello to all of you who are here this afternoon. 
Um, this is a phenomenally exciting time to be associated with the City of Calgary and to be associated with the Calgary community because what we are mobilizing right now is without question a community response, an inspiring community response. So I am delighted uh, to be working alongside my City of Calgary colleagues, but also with our, our colleagues from Calgary Catholic Immigration Society and many, many others across the community. We are getting ready, uh, planning for everything from housing to health to education, making sure that we are prepared for whatever uh, comes along with these fine new Calgarians that will be joining us as our neighbours. Uh, we're getting everything in place to welcome these new neighbours and we also are inspired by the generosity of our fellow Calgarians. Without a doubt, people are standing by and asking, how can I be part of this? What can I do? And we are so very pleased that our community convener in Calgary is Calgary Catholic Immigration Society, who's been doing a phenomenal job of uh, making sure that we are considering all of the angles from their vast experience in supporting and welcoming refugees. So with that, I will introduce Farah Borsberjandian, the uh, CEO of Calgary Catholic Immigration Society. Over to you, Farah Thank you, Katie, Your Worship. Thank you very much. I think that's a great opportunity. Just to give you a little bit of, I think, historical from Calgary. We, every year, resettle a thousand refugees in Calgary. So it's something that we have well-established partnership between health, education, employment, justice, the city services and other services. So we are really one of the city that have a reputation is a good place to go for refugees. So I think that is a positive thing. And also to let you know that the last experience we had with the mass resettlement of refugees, Kosovo, actually city of Calgary, we were so prepared when the government of Canada at the time wanted to actually send the first group to the picture perfect situation, they picked Calgary. So obviously a lot of credit to Calgarian. I think this is what we are facing now is not really a huge task for the community that I work for and I'm part of that. We have actually mobilized ourselves. We already have a task force that represents the health, education, community organization, sponsorship group, service provider, a generous support of city of Calgary and province. Under that, we created eight working group. We made it simple and efficient. Simple so people can look at all eight working group that we have on employment, settlement, health, education, community connection, sponsorship, and people and volunteerism. They can go and join that group. And also we try to be efficient. So that means that we're all actually moving in the same direction. That's what we have done. We are really ready. The only challenge we may face is the housing. And if we solve the housing, and I know Mayor has taken some leadership talking to the minister, if that issue is resolved, we will be fine. Just to add to that, we are actually a city that we already have 142 people, including people that they arrived yesterday, sponsored and they landed and they settled in our community. The work we started actually is 19, 2013. The first meeting we had in the community regarding sponsorship of refugees from Syria was actually 2013. So we are way ahead of other cities. So again, I'm really not panicking. It's going to be fun. It's going to be joy. As Mayor mentioned, refugees in Canada has a good story. Refugee settlement has been a positive story. The rest of the world actually looking at Canadian experience, and I'm sure we're going to deliver this time as well. 
Great. Thank you. So to answer the question then of how can you help, three primary ways that Calgarians can assist. Number one, sponsor a family. Uh, create a group, come together and work with a local organization to sponsor a family. The Government of Canada website and the CCIS website have information on private sponsorship. All these links can be found at calgary.ca slash Syria. Number two, donate. You may donate to the Syria Emergency Relief Fund through the Government of Canada, or you may donate to an approved organization who sponsors refugees, such as CCIS. Again, calgary.ca slash Syria has the links. Finally, if you'd like to volunteer, call Fairbors. He'll answer every call. The CCIS is tracking and coordinating the volunteer effort. So if you'd like to volunteer, contact the Calgary Catholic Immigration Society. Their phone number is 403-262-2006. But again, calgary.ca slash Syria. We'd be happy to take some questions. Um, I won't start with that. Maybe I'll ask it in English. Uh, out of the 25,000 refugees that were announced today, how many are coming to Calgary? We don't yet know the answer to that question uh, because there is a growing list of cities that are volunteering to help. You will have seen today a statement from the Federation of Canadian Municipalities pledging uh, support for this. Fairboards, are we still working with 1,300 as our rough figure? I would say that's a good number to start. Okay, that's probably where we'll be, but we don't have an exact figure yet. And uh, I'm going to ask it in French. Comment allez-vous aider ces réfugiés à bien s'installer à Calgary? On peut, um, on peut faire du bénévolat. Uh, si on, on veut faire ça, il faut, il faut contacter Catholic, Calgary Catholic Immigration Society. Si on veut donner um, aussi, on peut uh, aller à calgary.ca slash Syria pour tous les ensemble. Are you disappointed at all that it's only going to be 10,000? No, not at all. Um, as I've said uh, very much over the last couple of weeks, the point is get the system right and move as many people through it as quickly as you can. And well, we in Calgary are probably a little bit ahead of the curve, thanks to Fairbors and all the great work in the community, uh, we have to be ready as a nation. And I don't think any Calgarian uh, would actually uh, say to the Government of Canada, oh, you're, you're violating your promise. Let's get this right. Let's answer all the right questions. Let's get as many people through as efficiently as we can. And if it slips a few weeks uh, to get those 25,000, I don't think anybody is fussed about that. If housing is the only challenge, what's, how is that going to be resolved? Well, uh, there's a couple of things here. One is that there is a technical question around the budget. And we need to ensure that the monies that the federal government is setting aside are, have adequate funding within them to be able to provide housing supplements for folks until they get on their feet. I've raised that with Minister McCallum. Uh, he understands the issue. And I know the provincial government has raised that as well. If we get the housing supplements right with the federal government, then we firmly believe that our private housing market here in Calgary can absorb these folks. You know, Calgary is the only place in the world where you think 5% vacancy is really, really high. But historically, that's pretty high for us. We think there are about 2,500 rental, rental apartments on the market right now that are vacant. Many landlords have stepped up with rental discounts, uh, flexible leases, and so on. So we think that the private market should be able to absorb all of these. So as long as the federal government's got the funding right, we should be able to absorb these folks into currently vacant apartments without impacting the uh, waiting list for Calgary housing. We're not intending on putting any of these folks in social housing.
are you confident the federal government is going to get that housing end right? I think so. Uh, I think they understand that this is our only ask of them, actually. Uh, everything else in the community we can manage within the existing programs, but we do need that little bit of additional funding on the housing side to get people stable so that they don't have to worry about where they're sleeping at night. And then, as we know from all of our work in housing, once you have a stable, decent, safe place to live, it's much easier to focus on job training, language training, education, everything else you need to get your feet on the ground. You know, we have... Um, an interesting example right now, uh, Fair Boys, you must know about it, with a program that is bringing uh, Tibetan refugees to Calgary. And they've been measuring it like crazy. And they basically found that 90% of the people have full-time employment within a couple of months, 100% after four months. Uh, and that there is real net economic benefit once people are settled. But you've got to help them at the beginning to get settled. Do you think this is going to complicate ending Calgary homelessness? I don't think it's a really good question I don't think so and that's one of the reasons why we are really looking at market rentals for these folks I mean it leads to the question well if there's all those vacant apartments uh, can we start moving homeless people into them it's an excellent question um, and a question that does require some government resolve and some funding to get at but I think this is a great example so I don't think it'll have any impact whatsoever other than it might inspire us with some new solutions on homelessness in our community what else is being asked for from the municipalities and to, to support Oh, well, I wonder if I can turn to Katie to answer that in a little more detail. You know, this is really a community-driven effort. Um, it really is CCIS as the, a, I don't know what the right term is, the agent, the coordinator. Um, for the government of Alberta um, to do this work. So it's very much community-led, but the municipal government has a lot to do in terms of making sure the supports are in place, and Katie can speak more specifically about that. Certainly. In fact, what the province has asked of the municipalities is that we are doing all that we can to be sure that we are ready to be welcoming, that we are inspiring uh, our citizens to all be at our best and make sure that our newcomers uh, have the opportunity to succeed as quickly as possible. So that's the ask of municipalities is to provide leadership in ensuring that we are ready to be the welcoming community that Calgary is already so proud to be. What, what specifically is that? What specifically do we need to do? Well, a lot of it is about communication and education, uh, making sure that Calgarians know um, who's coming to join us, how we can be helpful. The very kinds of things that we're communicating this afternoon is what the province is looking for municipalities to do, is just to make sure that all our citizens understand um, what is being asked of us, and all our citizens are ready to share in welcoming of our newcomers. In some other cities, there's been concerns about the um, number of students joining mid-year and education. Is that an issue in Calgary? Is there enough room for all the, the kids that are coming in to go to school? Uh, again, uh, just going back to I think what we are doing, we are making sure that each family gets a, a host family. Actually, we are training and lots of volunteers that they become a host volunteer. So when they leave their temporary accommodation, going to their prom, uh, more permanent home, 
they will have a Canadian, a Calgarian actually as their friend. So that's a big, uh, big deal that then uh, we get. As far as the school, as far as I know, we're talking to both the school board and other smaller school board, they're now re they're very ready to take those numbers and we anticipate about 30, 35% would be school age children based on t almost 280 Syrian that already arrived. So that's the number. So I believe- Of the 1,300. Uh, uh, no, uh, yes, 1,300. I think there would be about 30% school age children. And I think they're telling us that they're ready for it. Yeah, the important, the, there's two important things to remember here. Number one is that these groups, including the school board and others, have been meeting for some time to get ready. Number two is, this is an interesting thing because it's going to take a tremendous community-wide effort to make sure these people are welcomed and that they get the best possible start to their life as Canadians. That's the smartest thing we can do. But let's also remember that last year, Calgary welcomed 38,000 new Calgarians. So we welcomed nearly 3, 000, a little more than 3,000 a month. So to add another 1,000 into the mix, we're used to that kind of growth, particularly in a year where we're probably going to have lower population growth than we had last year. So yes, the schools are overcrowded, and yes, we need to build new schools, but this is not anything particularly out of the ordinary for the kinds of things the schools have had to deal with, nor really that the community has had to deal with. Are there going to be uh, any resources for these people? I mean, they've been through a lot during that war. Um, you know, emotional problems, this kind of thing. Is that really being considered? Managing the health care uh, needs of these people is really important. And as you all know, I have a particular passion myself for mental health issues. And I've been very clear that we need to make sure that mental health facilities are available for these people. They have been through a lot. But I want to tell you something. In addition to formal mental health, um, interventions, the most important mental health intervention we can do for these folks is to be welcoming. So when we see things like what happened at the airport yesterday, it's not just heartwarming, it's not just wonderful, it's actually an important intervention for these folks to help them understand that they are welcome here, that they are stable here, and that they can build their lives here. That is one of the most important things we can do. Hi. <laughs> there you are. Yes. Um, you alluded to it at the top, you know, the passing of If you could just tell us a little bit about how you were lost. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for asking me that. I would have normally said, are there any other questions on Syria? But uh, uh, now you've got me in that mind frame. It's a good thing. You know, um, I've known Munmeet for a long time. I met him when I was first running for mayor. And I'd certainly heard of him before. He was elected to the legislature at the age of 28. Uh, he's my MLA, by the way. Uh, we're from the same neighborhood. And I always thought, who is this guy? Got elected at 28, second year of law school. I don't know about this. Uh, and people I trust and I know kept telling me what a wonderful guy he was. And I finally met him um, as I was running for office. And he expressed his help. He said, we young Indian guys got to stick together. Uh, and I harassed him after that about that ever since. Um, but, you know, I, in my life, spend a lot of time with people in politics. And I am an eternally optimistic person. And I always think the best of everyone. And I know that everyone who enters politics does it because of a dear love for their community. And sometimes, though, you got to hunt for that. <laughs> Uh, in, with Munmeet, you never ever had to hunt for it. It was right on the surface. He wasn't naive. He was a great political player. He was a backroom master. It was one of the reasons why he was so successful, but he always did it out of a deep and abiding love for community and a deep and abiding 
desire to make sure that every single kid in our community had incredible opportunity. Uh, I'm going to miss that a lot. I'm going to miss that a lot. Uh, you know, just before, well, the last time I talked to him, as a matter of fact, he was telling me that it wasn't so bad being in opposition because he actually had a chance to work on an issue that he'd been wanting to work on for a long time. And it had to do with religious minorities in Afghanistan. In fact, it had to do with speeding up the refugee process so that Sikhs and Hindus in Afghanistan could come to Canada more quickly. Uh, and I know he was devoting his life to that. He was doing middle of the night conference calls every day. He traveled to India to help on this issue. And that was something that was very live with him, uh, even as he was leaving. And you know, it's a, it's a quality guy, and I hope that that work will continue uh, in his name uh, because that work on justice for everyone, opportunity for everyone, is incredibly important to all that we do. Come back to refugees, when can we expect the next bunch to, to arrive? First times yet, Fairbourse? I think the one that we are talking about, that the, the 10,000, I think, uh, they are, again, as I said, they are coming. We have about 1,000 private sponsorship for Calgary. So those might be coming sooner than later because the government has enhanced the capacity of processing. But the people coming through the mass uh, evacuation, obviously, uh, we believe that we might see some of them by end of uh, you know, 20th of December, based on two weeks staying at the temporary uh, accommodation in the Eastern Canada. So probably uh, December 20 on board. Yeah. That's what the tentative dates are for us. Okay. Yeah, after that, yeah. And when you say host family, then we've got a host, does that, that doesn't mean billets, does it? Does it or is it just a supportive family? Just a support family. That's the community connection that we create. I mean, there's a program that we do. We, every refugee comes to our city. We have about 300 volunteers, family volunteers, that we actually match them. So they become their family friends. And that is an amazing program. And in Calgary, we are doing amazing work through the volunteers. So you have, do you have all of those lined up now for all? We do have about 300 active. So now we are doing actually, we're recruiting almost the 10 a week because we have to train them. It's not just we can bring people and just match them. We have to train them. We have to do security check because there are children involved. There's an issue of the confidentiality. So there's a little bit of training involved. But once they get trained and then we monitor them and we match them and that's how it works. En français, pouvez-vous revenir sur les enjeux liés au logement par rapport à l'accueil des réfugiés syriens à Calgary? Oui, euh, la, question, la question de logement est la question la plus importante euh, pour nous, pour accueillir euh, ces réfugiés. Et nous sommes confiants qu'il y a des places euh, dans les appartements sur le marché maintenant. Euh, mais il faut vraiment que le gouvernement fédéral euh, nous aide uh, par uh, donner uh, des, des bons, uh, de, um, des dons um, uh, de logement pour toutes les familles qui arrivent ici. Merci. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.